Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We thank you. We give you all the honor and all the glory. Speak to our hearts this morning. We pray that we'll not leave your presence the same. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> because we have a communion service, I'll just make it, try to do it um, within time. I'll make, make it as short as possible. We'll have our communion service. So in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says, How God anointed Jesus Christ, of Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Spirit, and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed so when God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and with power the first thing he went about doing was to do good when you look into the Greek word for the the, the Greek word for the word good here it means he went about doing philanthropic work and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So Jesus Christ went about doing philanthropic work, just doing good to people. He goes to a place, they are having a wedding, they don't have wine. It was none of his business, but he prays for them to have wine so that the couple will not be embarrassed. He goes to a place, the people are hungry, there are a few loaves, he prays, they have enough to eat, he feeds them. He goes to another place. There is a blind man. He, he prays for the blind man to receive his sight. And so one of the things that Jesus Christ went about doing was to do good to people who were in need. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we have to follow the steps of Jesus. When we go to places, when we are found in a particular city, we must be, we must be identified as people who do good to other people. Even in our lives, our lives as believers, our Christian lives, we should do good to other people. Give to people who are in need. That is what the Bible teaches. The church, I strongly believe that the, the, the cycle of giving should not end with the church. Giving is a cycle. The Bible says you give and you shall receive. And it should not end with the church, that the church is always receiving and not giving out to other people. The church must also give out to other people. The individuals in the church, the individuals who form the church, must be in the habit of giving to people who are in need. Jesus Christ, the Bible says, he was filled with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about in the city just doing good to people, healing the sick and bringing deliverance to those people. Through his pre preaching and praying, he was bringing deliverance to the people. Along his preaching and his praying for them, he was doing good to them. And so as believers, we must make it our habit, our lifestyle, to do good to other people. I'm just going to make everything brief and then we can move on. I want to read Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. The Bible says that when the Son of Man comes in his glory... And all his holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate them one from the other. As the shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand. And the goat on his left hand. And the king will say to those on the right hand. Come Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. 
for I was hungry. You gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these brethren, you did it to me. And so this is talking about a time that we are going to meet Jesus Christ. A time that we are going to receive our reward from him. And then he will say to them, that he will separate the Bible says that he will separate us. That some people will go to the right and some people will go to the left. The right are the sheep, and he is the shepherd of the sheep, and the goats will go to the left. And then he will say unto the people on the right side, Come into the kingdom of my father and inherit the kingdom. Because I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was in prison, I was sick, and you people met my need. You came to my aid. And the people will say, at what time did we see you hungry or thirsty? Or at what time were you in prison that we came to visit you? And he will tell them that, in as much as you did that, for the least of the brethren, you did, it for, you did it to me. What that means is that the things that we do to other people, the good, the, the kindness that we show to other people, when we get into heaven, Jesus Christ will see it as we doing those things to him. It will be easy for us to give food to Jesus Christ if he's hungry. If Jesus Christ is standing before us today and he's hungry, we will be excited. We will just see it as a privilege to be able to give him food. If Jesus Christ should walk into our house and ask for water, we will be so excited to give him water that he counted us worthy that he came to our house and asked for water. And so we'll be excited to give him the water. But that he's telling us that in eternity, the things that we did to other Christians, the things that we did for other Christians, we did it for him. That is how he will measure the kindness that we show to other Christians, other believers, other people who are in need. He says that the kindness that you show to them, you actually showed that kindness to me. So the kindness of the wickedness that you show to other people, other believers, if we are using the same measure, then it means that it's the same wickedness that we are showing to the Lord. So he says that if somebody is hungry, if somebody is thirsty, if somebody is naked, if somebody is in prison, if somebody is sick, and you are able to meet the person's need, what you have done, you did it for the Lord. You did it to the Lord. And that is how he's going to measure your kindness to other people and reward you. And so know that when you show kindness to other people, there is a reward for you in heaven. I just want to skip and move to this. Okay, let me just touch on this first. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 to 11, the Bible says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower 
and bread for food. Supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything. For all liberality. Oh no, sorry. Which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of the service. Let me just pause here. Let me. Minister shared a story about how his church was praying for $100,000 to start a project. And he was going somewhere to minister. And God spoke to him and said, in that meeting that he was going to minister, he has instructed somebody to give them $100,000 for the project that they are going to start. And so this minister went into the church happy, expecting that God has answered the prayer. And this person is there, was going to respond and obey the voice of God. After preaching, still expecting, hung around, expecting 100000 from the, the check from the person. The person did not bring the 100000 So he went back to his, his hotel, disappointed, was praying to God. He said, was it my own voice or what God actually spoke to me? Now he felt that, oh, maybe it was he himself thinking that somebody was going to give him $100,000. As he was praying again, God told him that, no. The person who was supposed to give him the $100,000 was in the service. But the person changed his mind in the service. You know, sometimes when you're going to church or you're going somewhere and you're like, I'm going to give an offering of this much, let's say $100. And you get there. As you are sitting down, you just remember that you have some bills and other things. Then you just change your mind. And sometimes it happens. So God told this minister that the person who was supposed to give him the money the person he had instructed to give the money was in the service, but he changed his mind. The, uh, I mean, the man was preaching about the will of God and the will of men. How sometimes, even though God has a will for us, sometimes the will of man stands in the way of the will of God. And so he said, okay, that's fine. If, as long as it's not in his flesh, he, he did not think that it wasn't his thoughts, but it was the voice of God, and the person changed his mind. There's nothing he can do about it. So he was getting ready to come back home. And another minister called him and said that they are having a dedication. They just had a church building. They are having a dedication, so he should come and pray for them to dedicate the building. He said he had already booked his ticket and everything. He didn't want to go through all that, but then he changed the ticket and then went to the service. Helped them. He said he preached an average message. After that, I mean, the service was over. They had given him whatever room that they were going to give him. And as the minister was just walking to the pulpit, he said he just hears a voice telling him that they should write a check of $100,000 for the man. And then they wrote the check of $100,000 for him to start their church project. And so just a few days ago, somebody who was instructed did not obey the instructions. Another person was instructed obeyed the instruction. And so I'm, I'm just trying to make the point that God is able to answer the prayers of people. When you disobey God, He will use others to answer that prayer. And so when God uses you to answer the prayer or meet the need of other people, you should be grateful that you were in the position to help at that time. And so this scripture that just, we just read, 
He says that now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriching everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. And so when God uses you to meet the need of other people, after the people have said thank you to you, they thank God that God has supplied and provided for their need. And so your giving results in thanksgiving to God. That's what the scripture is saying. That when you give to the need of other people, in turn they will go to God and say, thank you God. So when you give to people, it results in God receiving thanks. And when God receives thanks, he's also able to reward you for being an obedient child. And so he says, for while for the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also but also but 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 also is abundant through many thanksgiving to God. So as we are doing good, as we are giving to people, those people who were expecting God to meet their need, as we give to them, they go back to God and say, Thank you. And so as we are our giving, we are abounding in giving to the needs of people. Those people are also going back to God to say thank you. The results of our giving is that it results in thanksgiving to God. And when those people give thanks, thanks to God, that is also another level of revelation in their walk with God. This example that I gave you, as the, at the time that the man was praying... I wasn't there at that time when the guy was praying for God to provide. But when God through me is able to meet the need of that person, the person goes back to God and knows that God, you are are a provider. You are a prayer answering God. Thank you so much for providing for me. But God had to use a man to provide for their need. And that is why sometimes it is important that we give to the needs of people. It reveals the glory of God to the people whose prayer has been answered through our giving. Let me just read further. Through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the the obedience of your confession. So through our giving, the ministry of giving, people glorify God. Even though they will say thank you, they will go back and glorify God because God has provided their needs. So it results in first thanksgiving to God. Second, it results in people glorifying God when we give to the needs of other people. And he says, and by their prayer, and by their prayer for you, who long? So again, the next thing is that it results in the people praying for you. Because when you give something to somebody and the person says, God bless you, that's a prayer. So the people, first of all, give thanks to God. Second, glorify God. Third, they pray for you when you give to them. And this, Paul was writing this to a church that had, that was, um, that practiced this habit of giving. It's, let me just read further. Just, I just want to make sure that we stay within the time. And by their prayer for you, who long for who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. And so whenever we give to people, 
we meet the need of other people. It results in so many other things that we, some of the discussions we are not even aware of. Some of the plans and decisions that God has taken concerning those people, we are not aware of. But by obeying them, by obeying and giving out to people, we cause them to be thankful to God. We cause those people to glorify God. And we cause those people as well to pray for us. And so there is a benefit in giving to other people. In as much as it is an instruction for us to give to the need of other people, in as much as it's an instruction for us to provide for other people, the Lord has said when we do that, we are doing it for Him. And there is a reward for us in eternity. And aside that, we show forth God's glory by meeting the need of other people. We show forth that God is able to provide the need. Just like God is using you to provide the need of other people, to meet the need of other people, God is also going to use others to meet your need. And so there is no time in your life that you should think that, oh, I don't have enough to share or to give other people. Because what you have at that moment, somebody is praying for it. And there is something you are also praying for that somebody also has. And God is able to use that person to bless you. Just like God is able to use you to bless another person. So at every point in our life, we should know that we have something to share with other people. In the book of um, Kings, 2 Kings, when God was going to feed the prophet, the Bible said God told the prophet, prophet Elijah, to go and hide at a place. After he had declared a drought over the city, God asked him to go and hide at a place and God was using birds to feed him. After some time when the river dried, God told him that go to Zarephtha for I have instructed a woman there to feed you. So God had instructed the woman to provide for the need of the prophet. And so sometimes God is going to instruct us to provide the need of other people. And let's be obedient. We are not too weak to help. We are not too poor to give. Let's look at the story of another church, the church of Macedonia. The Bible says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in their great trial, that in the great trial, in the great trial of affliction, the abundance of joy. Look at their reaction. They were in trial, in the great trial of affliction, but their, their reaction to that affliction was that they were joyous. So even though they were in a great trial of affliction, they had abundance of joy. Their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. So they were, impo- they were impoverished, like they were very poor, but they were given. So even though the conditions at that time, ideally, in the natural sense, when somebody is poor, they will say, I don't have enough to share. But this church, even though they were poor, so you see a lot of people saying the church of Macedonia, a giving church, a giving church, not because they had so much to give, but in their poverty, they gave so much in their poverty. Even in the great trial of affliction, they were still happy and excited. They were joy. So you see that they did not allow the circumstance to determine their reaction or what they were going to do. So the church of Macedonia, in the great trial of affliction, they had abundance of joy. In deep poverty, they abandoned in the riches of liberality. They were given out. Paul says, for I bear them witness that according to their ability, yes, even beyond their ability, they were freely willing 
So beyond the ability, they were still willing to give to help the other saints in, in Jerusalem. Employing us with much urgency that we should receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. So these guys didn't have a lot of money. At the point where they were being afflicted, when people are being afflicted, they don't think about any other person. They think about themselves. But this church, they were thinking about other people even though they were going through affliction. You see, when you feel like, oh, I don't have enough to share, what you think about first is let me meet my own needs first before I think about other people. Even though at that time this church was in deep poverty, they were still thinking about the needs of the saints. And they gave beyond their ability and they were just putting pressure on the apostle to receive the gift and go and give it to the saints in Jerusalem. So the Bible says they, in verse 4, employing us with much agency that we should receive the gift and the fellowship of, the, of ministering to the saints. And not only us, we had hope, but they first gave themselves. For they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as we had begun, so he will also complete this grace in you as well. But as you are bound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in all love for us, see. I don't know what's going on with the slides. I'm sorry. Paul says, See that you are bound in this grace also. So Paul was this good. See that you are bound in this grace also. So Paul spoke about the grace that was in the upon the church of Macedonia. And he's telling this church. Let me one minute. He's telling this church that. Inasmuch as they abound in all things, they should abound in this grace also. Which grace was he talking about? He was talking about the grace of giving. So he said there was the grace of giving upon the church in Macedonia. And he was using that to, to encourage the other churches. That as they abound in all things, as they abound in faith, he says, but in verse 7, he says, but as you abandon everything in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. That is the grace of meeting the needs of other people. It is important that we abound in that grace also. That we are able to meet the need of other people who are in need. It is the character of Christ. The Bible says Jesus Christ went about doing good. He was doing good to people. When he saw somebody in need, he would try to meet the person's need. When the people were hungry, he didn't just tell them to go home. He gave them food to eat. When he met a blind man, when he met a woman who had lost her child, he prayed for the, the, the baby to come back to life. 
And so Jesus Christ went about, he, did, he didn't just go about displaying power to be a powerful person, but all that he did was to be good to other people. When he raised somebody from, 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 the, from the dead, it wasn't because he wanted to show his power, but he wanted to be good. When he prayed for the sick to be healed, not because he just wanted to demonstrate power, but he wanted to be good to that, those people. And so Bible says that as we are bound in speech, as we are bound in the knowledge, because a, a great preacher said that if what you believe does not cause you to take an action, then you have not really learned what you believe. But if you study what you believe, if you call yourself a Christian and you study the word of God and you say you believe the word of God, it causes you to take an action and it is seen in your life. And so if you just say, I believe, I believe, and people don't see the corresponding actions in your life, you have not actually learned what you believe. So when, once you really study the scriptures, it must reflect in your life if you're a Christian. So Bible tells us that we should grow in this grace. We should abound in this grace. He says, I speak not by commandment. So giving is not a... He cannot force you to give. Somebody will have a lot of money and decides to keep all his money. That is their decision. Even though God will speak to you to do these things. Paul is saying that I'm not speaking as commandment, but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet he became poor for our sakes, that we through his poverty might become rich. And in this I give advice. It is to your advantage not only to be doing what you began, and we are desiring to and were desiring to do a year ago, but now you must complete the doing of it. That as there was a readiness, that as there was a readiness to desire it, so there also may be a completion out of what you have. And so some people will say that. Oh, as soon as you have the desire, that is good. Yes, the desire is the first step. And Paul says, as you already have the desire to do this, make sure you complete doing it. Make sure you finish, you complete it by actually taking the action to do it. So yes, it is good to have a desire. You know, sometimes you look at poor people who are in need and you're like, I really wish I could help them, but I don't have enough. Paul says that desire is good. But make sure you complete the desire. And so you might not have all that you need. But there is something little that you have that you can share. And Paul encourages us that let us share the little we have with people who are in need. Verse 12, he emphasizes that for if there is first a willing mind, it is acceptable according to what what one has. And so if you have the willing mind, somebody needs 10,000. You wish you could have given the person the $10,000. But all you have at this moment is $100. And Paul says that if there is the willing mind, it is acceptable according to what you have. Because you don't have the $10,000, even though the $100 is not enough, but it is acceptable to God that in, the, in, in what you are able to offer, you give your best to that person who was in need. So Paul says that if there is first a willing mind, you wish you could help this person by providing the 10,000, but you cannot. You you don't have the means to do it. 
All you can give right now is $100. And Paul says, that is acceptable before God. Even though you are not, ready, you are not able to provide all, you are giving in the me according to what you have. So verse 12 says that, if, for if there is first a willing mind, it is acceptable according to what one has and not according to what one does not have. So if somebody does not have 10000 and all a person has is $100, you cannot say that, oh, $100 is too small. In the eyes of God, the $100 is acceptable and it's enough. Amen. Amen. So we cannot always say that we are a small church. We are waiting to become very big before we can give to other people. The little we have, we can also share with other people. And that is acceptable in the eyes of God. Amen. I want us to use, I want us to put this, let's make this part of our lives as believers. Let's not always look at the big needs that we are not able to meet. But within our means, what we are able to do to help other people, it is acceptable in the sight of God. So let us do to help other people. Amen. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We thank you. Bless your holy name. Thank you for speaking to us today to practice the act of giving to other people. We pray that it will be embedded in our lives, it will be part of our lifestyle to be able to, to give, that we will freely give to meet the need of other people. Father, we avail ourselves that you use us as channels of blessing to other people. And as we bless other people, we trust in you that you are able to provide for every single need in our lives. We thank you that all the needs in our life has been met through your grace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 All right. We are going to have our communion. Um, so let's just get ready.